this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Inception, is it possible? Of course not. If you can steal an idea, why can't you plant one there instead? Okay, this is me planting an idea in your mind. I say, don't think about rowing the boat. What are you thinking about? Rowing the boat. Right, but it's not your idea. Dream can always remember the genesis of the idea. True inspiration is impossible to fake. Not if it's PJ Fleck, baby. He can inspire anybody like the gophers going to the bad boy mower's pinstripe bowl. And you can't fake a discussion of Inception on the pod of dreams. One thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. Mr. Carl has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. Like a work placement? Exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's called Inception. out of control. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Okay, welcome everybody to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. This is Ben and Eric talking our favorite movies of all time. This is my number three all-time favorite film, Inception. I think we're going to have a lot of disagreement or debate about this. We got to talk about the plot. We're going to get into the plot. I mean, cause I, I think this is my third time watching the movie and I think I have more questions than the second or the first time I watched it. I mean, there's a lot here that my brain is just trying to wrap well, itself around. That is one of the aspects I love about this movie, but, but we, well, we'll great. definitely get into it. Cause I have, I have a lot of thoughts on it too. And, and I like, I've seen this movie probably 15 times. And sure. maybe, maybe that's more. I, I, I bet I've seen a 10. And every time I see it, I think of something differently about what the plot is. Because the plot is, like, I think debatable, right? Like, what actually happens in the movie and what's what are, what sequence, it, like, what does it mean? Like, where are we in, in like, whose dream? And, and it, I think it's fun to track that and follow it and discuss it. But Well, anytime you do a what is real kind of narrative, yeah, you can always, always play fast and loose with what is a dream, what isn't reality, what's actually happening in quotes. That's fine. But I think the just... plot, as sort of broadly speaking, makes sense and has at least a straightforward presentation. Yes. Maybe there's some subterfuge going on underneath the surface. We can get there, but... Sure. But generally, so I think one of the main reasons I, I like this movie so much, so it comes out in 2010. It's Christopher Nolan's follow up to The Dark Knight. And I think if you just, for me, putting myself back in that 12 years ago, so this movie has been out for a long time, right? Which is also mind blowing to watch and be like, holy shit, this is like, is it an old movie? At the, I mean, it's it's over a decade old. But 
to th- I don't think I've ever in my life experienced more like excitement for something to come out and anticipation and honestly the the high standards that like this film set coming off of The Dark Knight which is I think an incredible movie an amazing film and and so like just nailing that perfectly the Joker and Batman in a way that like I don't think it's ever going to happen again for it. Well, let, uh, all right. Well, let's 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 pause and talk about this movie coming out when it did. Let's take a second because I also remember. I don't know that I was excited. I I wasn't not excited, but this was so Dark Knight comes out in two thousand eight. Right, blows me away. That's a movie I see I think three times in theaters. My sort of cohort loved Dark Knight, and we were all eagerly anticipating the third Dark Knight movie, which we'll eventually get in twenty twelve. But in the meantime, he did this movie Inception, which. I knew nothing about. Um, they didn't the, advertise. Like correct. you didn't see much in the trailer. They intentionally like kept it very under wraps. Well, like, what on, even this movie was about? There was no Twitter. If there was no. Twitter, I wasn't on it or whatever. Like it wasn't the social media craze where every stupid little update is just like disseminated everywhere and everybody obsesses over it. But like you can probably find out stuff about Oppenheimer. You know, Christopher Nolan's next movie. I, the, the thing about detonating a nuclear bomb that was percolating on Twitter about. Nolan's next movie, God, he actually did it for a sequence of the film. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know anything about it. The trailer didn't really tell you much. I remember being like, oh, I, what is even I is read this? somewhere they didn't release the first trailer. So the movie came out like summer of 2000. They didn't release the first trailer to like April, which is like unheard of now that you wouldn't see anything for a movie from until like a few months before it comes out. Like that's, yeah. that just does not happen it anymore. It felt to me like it came out of nowhere. I'm like, wait, what? This isn't the Dark Knight Rises. But this is we knew. So it's DiCaprio, who at that time is sure. the biggest star in the world. We and then it's Christopher Nolan, this auteur franchise filmmaker, making this. What we all we knew about it was this this mind bending story. I think Dreams was we that was aware of that it had something to do with dreams. I didn't even know that. I just it was like an actiony blockbuster. But I remember twisty. not wanting to know more than that. No, I and didn't like, try. But but being so excited to see this movie in the theater and just the anticipation for me was like it was so high. And then I got excited later. Seeing, so you were seeing it. excited. Oh, immediately seeing it and being so blown away at not knowing at all where it was going to go or what was like, I can't think of another movie where I just had, had no idea I'm on a ride and I have no idea where it's going. Well, that, that was completely blown away. I heard enough good things eventually be like, okay, I should watch it. And I saw it, but also not knowing what was going on. It took you convincing to go see it. You like, no, I just wasn't excited. I don't think I saw it like opening weekend or anything like that. I, but it was like, what even is this? And then there was a lot of praise, like, all right, I'll, I'll go check it out, and did. I mean, I no, I probably would have seen it anyway. And that time I had way more free time and was seeing movies, not literally every weekend, but it was probably every two or three weeks I was going to a movie at least um, around that time of my life. But I just remember, like, I, I, cause it, was, it was just so surprised by it, and I couldn't tell what it was. So I didn't even know enough to be excited. Um, and then some reviews came out, and I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. All right, I'll check it out. And then it was like, oh, what? This is very different. Um, I, I I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting this, but it was but, great. And then for me, like what I want out of movies is like I I, I like to be entertained. I like to have my mind kind of race. I like an interesting plot and things I've never seen or thought of before. And, and like this movie is is what I want out of out of films. And like if you ask me like like what is what I consider like a perfect movie for me it's this like this is 100% everything I could ever ask for it, and, and I I find the emotional pieces although this time I watched it didn't work as much on me as they have in the past the you know trauma and the loss and like I think oh, Leo's, the stuff with Maude is my least favorite part by far yeah I, I I would say this time around it was the first time where I was like I don't know if I need all the dead wife stuff. And maybe that's just me being sort of exhausted with Christopher Nolan and his dead wives. Like, I just, I, I, I think there's a better way to ground the story. Although, I, I, again, I think Leo is, he's incredible in this movie and he gives a great performance. But yeah, no, Leo's, Leo's great. I, I don't have a problem with his performance. I don't have a problem with Marianne Cotillard's performance. It's not a performance no, yeah, issue. Yeah, she's it's, great. It's, I mean, they, they it, with lesser actors, it would really be a problem. I mean, I think that could really have been bungled if you didn't have two but, A-list awesome 
actors doing that stuff. But an original science fiction story with sure. this budget and this cast, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, sort of. But that's a franchise movie at that point. I, I Arrival maybe. Denis Villeneuve is kind of doing this stuff, but not at the level like this. Like, I, I just can't think of another example where, like... Not not completely original. I mean, Dune is close, because the best you had was, sure. like, the 84 Dune. Well, he's a book, but, but yeah. But, I mean, well, sure, that's true. I guess original with a capital O. Totally brand new. That's right. There's a, there, yeah, there isn't a lot of that. Like, I'm just going to make a new sci-fi And movie. I think the sci-fi elements in this, like... The perfect example for me, like, I don't need to know wh- how they're doing the dream sharing shit. Like, I don't need some scientist dork, like, well, technically, it's, you know, the synthetics that go in there. Well, you like, can't. I with these kind of movies, you can't over-explain, just like with Minority Report. Some movies would. Yeah, Minority Report's a great example. Like, you well, I don't need like, you to explain it Here's more. the premise. Yeah. This is how it works. We're moving on. And that's fine. There's a but, little bit too much of... We're getting kind of confused, and we need characters to point out stuff. There's, a, but, but I will that say, annoys me a little. I will say, I think, it, to not to spoil my reading on this, if this time, I, I think the entire thing is in a dream. The entire movie. I don't think we're ever outside of a dream. So really, none of it matters. Which is, I, you're gonna, you already, ladies and gentlemen, he's rolling his eyes. Yeah, this is. But I think, I think it gives the movie because there's a lot of things that don't make sense in it, but they don't need to because. It's all inside a dream, I think. Um, that, that's my dream. Re- it's all okay. Leo's dream. He, the movie starts in his dream, and they're just going layers deeper in other we, people's dreams. So he he he's on the shore on and that's the train. Dream. Well, that's that's a that's a flash forward. The movie literally starts on the train. They're okay. all on the train inside Saito's dream, but this is that's the second one in. They're already in Leo's dream, but. Are we get we're doing the plot here? Are we no, let's, let's take a stop because my my head's gonna get really annoyed with this because there's a way you can do ambiguity that's interesting and there's a way that is frustrating and this leans a little bit towards frustrating to me. Um, I, if you just purposely do tweak these buttons, we're gonna have to do the where do you think the dream starts and stops and begins and ends, and it's so open ended that it's kind of annoying. Um, I, I don't know how you know it's Leo's dream. I don't know what your evidence is when and where Leo's dream starts and stops. You say the opening sequence is a flash forward. How do you know? How do you know he's not dreaming at all? And eventually, like, anyway. Well, you, there's, you don't know for how sure. How about these just random people that he the, just happened to have a dream about on a on a plane? And he's in the plane the whole time. And he just has this crazy dream where he did all this weird stuff with these people. And they're just random people and he doesn't know any of them. And he walks in and he just, I mean, you could make that interpretation if sure, you want. Sure, you could. It's its wide open, so you can just project whatever you want on it to the point where it's like silly. And we're talking about not projecting meaning or interpretations. We're just like, write your own plot for this movie, kind of, which annoys me a little bit. Um, it's fair. But, You're not the first person to criticize this movie for that. It's, well, yeah, I mean, it's, and the I, I, even the first time I saw it, the part that I didn't like the most when I first saw it was the spinning top at the end. It's like, okay, you're just deliberately leaving open what's reality, what's well, not, and then you cut away. And we'll get into the actual plot for anybody that hasn't yeah. seen Inception and needs a little bit of like the overview. But that that I remember rolling my eyes at that in 2010. Like, okay, did we? You didn't that? think that's a perfect way to? I, God, see, that's that's what I don't understand. Is like, I it's literally a perfect ending. I mean, it you could. Would you would you rather it show you if it falls or doesn't? Like, is that the issue you have? I think the movie ending with the top spinning is like fucking amazing. Like, what a brilliant way to close out this movie. It doesn't matter which way it falls. It's just the the visuals of it, the the cinematics. Like, that's all that matters. I don't know. No, I mean, I agree. It doesn't matter because you never know. I mean, we could be in a simulation right now, Eric. We could be in a dream. Well, that's... Who knows? You, you can't... That's that's what it's implying. That's what the top implies to me. Um, if you're going to set up some arbitrary rule where if the top keeps spinning, we know in a dream Here's, it falls well, just, and it's it, not. In no, at no time during the movie do we see Leo spin the top and it keeps spinning. It always falls over. Right. So it's going to fall over, like in my opinion, because he's in his dream. He never says... Me spinning the top and it keeps spinning. That means I know I'm dreaming. He said that's what that's what his wife did. The top was his wife's totem. 
He specifically says that. He said she would spin it. If it kept spinning, she knew she was in a dream. But it's not his totem. He's Every time he spins it, he spins it when he's in the bathroom. It falls over. He spins it in the hotel. When he comes out, it falls over. It it never stays spinning at any time in the movie. But he and, clearly believes that. He's going to shoot his head if it keeps spinning. He's got a gun next to his head the first time he spins it. And he's actually, do I got to blow my head? Do I got to blow my Do I got to pull this gun? Do I got to pull this gun? And it falls. And he's relieved. Okay, I'm in reality putting the gun away. Mm-hmm. He clearly believes that if the top keeps spinning, it means he's in a dream. And if it falls, he's not. But there's never a point where he's in a dream and it keeps spinning is all I'm saying. But could at the end, we don't know because he pulls away. So we don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it is it's, left open ended. It's not, there's no definitive. I'm just telling you, my, that's my interpretation. The other piece is Ellen Page or Elliot, Elliot Page. Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. Um, when is it, do I, sorry, it's he? He, right. I think, is the pronoun, because Elliot has always been a he, even right. if Elliot presented as female. When yes. Elliot, he, he, when he knocks over his totem, which is the chess piece, that's hit the tell, is I have to knock it over. So it has to fall over that. I know how that feels. And same with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's how he rolls the dice. He knows the feel of it. So, like, it's obviously the same thing with the, with the top, is when it falls over, he know Leo knows how that feels, so... It's just it's just his totem to tether him to reality. The fact that it would keep spinning, it never never keeps spinning. I don't know, whatever. That's just my. Those are the clues that I. Took I agree. This it time. never keeps spinning unless. And the you fact that it's his wife's totem and not his. But but if you, the only situation, but you know, if your whole point, if you're wanting people to think, hey, the top's going to stop spinning and he's in reality, you could have showed us the top collapsing, and okay, look, it stopped. And okay, it, it does wobble. Out. I mean, the, it does sure. wobble. I heard somebody use the word visible erosion once to describe uh, the top spinning. But you, sure. you want to know something crazy? I got what? one of the, I got one. Of oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. I'm going to spin it, spin it right here while we're talking to make sure. I'm, what would you do if it never stopped spinning? That'd be wild. I, like, dude, I'd have to find keep, a gun. I don't know. Apparently so. It's but, still right, spinning. Let's take a step back. All right. So. Basically, we have Leo, who is a guy who goes into people's dreams and steals their secrets for big corporations. And that's what his job is at well, the start of the movie. We okay. know he's we know he's hired by. We're led to believe he's hired by some corporation to well, steal. Well, before we secrets. get into the ambiguity, let's try to like talk no, about what. It, but you're saying like it's not his profession. He's doing it sort of like you know black market kind of thing. It's well, not it's like not a, it's it's well it's sure it's a, it's an illegal profession in the way that right. being a professional thief is a legal and, profession. And he's or an we're assassin. led to believe he can't leave he can't return to America because he's got charges against him. So he's doing mm-hmm. it internationally stealing dreams is what he's doing. That's his job. Which is, co- which is cool as shit. I mean just forget what you have to say about the plot like that's oh, sure. this character's like it's skill. a really cool idea. Yeah, he's, his a job, dreams, he's an extractor. He extracts information through people's dreams. Like, that's cool sci-fi shit. It and just he is. Has, yeah, it is. And he goes through an opening sequence with Ken Watanabe, tries to steal some of Ken Watanabe's secrets. Um, and he gets almost did, all of them, but doesn't get one. Did you and, find, every time I watch this movie, I am confused by that opening sequence. I love it, but you're going from one dream to the next dream, and he's waking up, and then he finally wakes up on the train. So they're already, like, two dreams in. And you're like, and that, that, that the movie just starts like dream after dream. There's this sequence with, with like a riot. I don't know where they're supposed to be. All I these people are atta- all these yeah, people are attacking this America hotel, somewhere. and he recognizes the carpet. He knows what the carpet feels like, and they're yelling at the other guy because he didn't get the carpet right. But like that's after they're already in the dream where they're trying to steal the information from the safe. Like it, I, it, it, I think it starts amazing, but. I remember the first time I saw it in the theater, I was just like, what the, f- what sure, is happening? It was all very no confusing idea. the first time. Um, and then I thought it made sense that it seemed to make more sense the second time. Now it kind of makes less sense to me, which is, it's fine. I don't view that as a major problem necessarily, but um, anyway, Ken Watanabe, it fails, but Ken Watanabe says, Hey, I do want to hire you for another job. I want you to actually plant an idea in somebody else's head um, rather than take an idea. I've got a rival. I want you to plant the idea that he should break up his father's company and I'll get those charges removed for you and also pay you a shitload of money. And he ends up funding this inception, which is apparently very, very, very difficult to do, but not impossible in quotes, just very, very hard as Tom Hardy says, bloody difficult or whatever, as he says. Um, yeah, and so Leo has to get his team together, which is also a great aspect of any kind of sort of heist movie 
And this movie is essentially that uh, it's a heist in dreams, but like he's got to get, he gets Elliot page. So he's needs somebody as an architect. Tom Hardy's a great forger. So he needs somebody who can forge documents or forge his face. It doesn't quite make sense how that works out, but um, you know, he's getting his team together. He needs the guy with, who has the right compounds so they can um, sleep, you know, appropriately. And, you know, with, with sedation. And I, I just, I, absolutely love that part of this movie where he's get, sort of getting the band together. I think it's great. Sure. The getting the band band together sequences are usually pretty fun. That's fine. And you get this the sequence in Morocco uh, with Tom Hardy and it, we, we got to talk a bit about Tom Hardy because he, he breathes so much life into this movie. It's insane how, how charming he is in this movie because normally he's got a mask on his face and you can't understand a word he's saying. But this I think this is like the most charming. This is like when you watch this movie, you're like, why is he not James Bond already? Like, why have we not done that? What well, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he'd be great. Uh, he's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's really fun. Um, I, I don't even know. He's like putting on like a posh British accent. He's, he's, he's really entertaining. Um, no, I mean, it's all the sequence is great. And so the whole goal is they got to get this inception on this guy. Um, and then, you know, Leo will be able to see his kids again. And we find out his past with his wife. Um, who apparently killed herself because she didn't know what was real and what wasn't real. I, I, why were they stuck for 50 years? How did that happen? Do we know? One of my they, many questions. they went too deep. They went into their subconsciousness. They went into well, Couldn't they too just many shoot dreams. themselves in the head? Why couldn't they just... She it, wouldn't do it. He he had That's the inception he did on her. He convinced her that she was still dreaming. Ah, oh, got it. Okay. And, so, then, and then it never went away. She always thought she was dreaming to the point where she killed herself. Because she never thought she was in reality. The heat planted the idea in her head that she was God, She just didn't want to leave. But couldn't he just murder her and she'd get out of the reality instead of planting well, the Well, I idea? think that was the, the problem with dying in your subconsciousness or dying when you're heavily sedated. Because but why you, were they heavily sedated? Wouldn't the sedation go away? But they, were tr- they were testing all this stuff on themselves. Oh, so they, they were heavily sedated. They were experimenting, yeah. So that's why they couldn't. He couldn't just kill her. He could eventually, I guess, if he waited out long enough. But he didn't know. But how that's long why they that. lived 50, 50, 60 years within that time. They lived. They lived to get old. Like that's the part, the emotional part. I, I actually do kind of like. Is like that's. I think that's kind of touching. Like that they get to spend their lives together and grow old together, in their minds, in their dreams. You know. Yes, sure. she died, and and that's a bummer. But they had that time together. It's beautiful. Sure. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it works. Anyway, like we find out that Leo has a problem whenever he goes into someone's dream. He's got this subconscious projection of his wife that sabotages everything. Um, Well, and also why he can't make dreams anymore, why they can't go into his dream, which I think is another tell to the whole idea, because they never go inside his dream at any point in the movie. Don't they do it finally at the very, very end? Does they, they, take... they go into this, his subconsciousness? I, I, I don't know if they're if they're in his actual dream. Because well, going into his dream. Well, because if, if you follow the steps, so the, the final inception. So they start on the plane. They're going inside Killian Murphy's dream, right? Got that? Yep. So that's the first stage where they're. It's raining. Wait, no, no. It's not. It's not his dream. It's um. It's the driver guy's dream. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name in the movie. But the guy that makes the drugs. The compound guy, yeah. It's yes. his dream because, he, remember, he drank too much champagne, so that's why it's raining. So then they convince Killian Murphy to go into his dream. So uh, that's when they're at the hotel, right? Or no, no, that's that's actually our, that's actually um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dream. No, they don't go to it because... He's on the second level, so they go into his dream after the second time. See, this is where you just go insane. Um, so first dream, drug guy. Second dream, isn't that Killian Murphy's? No, because no, they... no, it, it that's the that that's the next one. No, I think the last one's Killian Murphy's dream, because Saito dies in that, and oh no, no, it's Saito's dream because he his subconsciousness is in there. So so when it, when it, <laughs> when it, when it, when it's there's, the... there's literally a scene in this movie, everybody. I just in case you didn't know, there's a scene where like they're going to the third level, and Elliot Page was like, "Wait, whose dream are we going into now?" Yeah, she like, asked literally the she says that because we're all confused. 
Either about way, whose dream it is. You never. They never go. Uh, I, I, I thought tried. the first one was was Killian Murphy's. I thought the first one was well, his. Whether it's his or Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, I don't think it really matters. Uh, and then at some point they go into um, on the. I think when they're in the elevator, then they go into Tom Hardy's dream. And Saito's the last one when they're in the winter place because he gets shot and he dies. So they have to go into his dream to find his subconsciousness. And that's where Leo has his sort of epiphany. And in my opinion, they plant the inception on him to wake up. And that's that's my reading on what the whole movie is. And so then they, they ride it back up. They all wake up on the plane and Leo realized that's what this whole point of this was was to tell him to just go wake up and go be with his family. Uh, so what part of the, what parts of the movie, this is, you told me this interpretation, what parts of the movie are quote unquote reality? I don't think we're ever in reality. So these are people who just want to help him and we just got to assume they're his pals. Yeah. I think they're people outside of his life that his, that, um, uh, his father-in-law, um, Michael Caine, Michael Caine had brought in to plant an inception on Leo to wake him up. He's lived on in this dream. Yeah, because there's this discussion that... No, How do they get him he, on the plane in the first place? We don't know LA. where he is. I, we don't know where he is. That, I think that, that scene in the plane, he that's still his, that's his, his dream. That's his, like, that's the last layer. If he wakes up from that, then it's reality. So the top is still spinning at the end? No, because the top doesn't... The top never stays spinning. It'll always fall over. So whether he's in a dream or not, the top is a red herring. It's irrelevant. Correct. Yes, in my opinion. Yeah. That's my read on the movie. Okay. So we never see reality. I don't think so. Because there's a couple, from my perspective, there's the tell where they say, you never know how the dream starts, right? And you don't really know how the story starts. I guess it starts where they're teaching Saito, where they're talking to him about uh, stealing the idea and extraction. But, like, you don't know how we get there. It just starts. And then there's also the discussion where um, I I can't remember exactly what they're talking it's, about. I think it's when he's talking with his, his wife in Saito's subconsciousness about how, like, how it doesn't make sense that he's being chased by some international company. Like, it's so outlandish because he's made it up, right? It's all in his dream. He's not wanted by the police for the murder of his wife, and he's not being hired by some corporation and chased by these people throughout the world it's all made up it's all in his head and i think that's when he realizes in the end yes i just go wake up and be with my family so is he just in a coma is inception a real concept yes i i think so i think they're they're doing it on him so he's still trapped in his subconscious yes but his wife left his wife's dead i think i think that's true and that's his grief just like just like when he goes well, to visit those people and they're like, they just come here. He's like, they come here to sleep. And he's like, no, they come here to be woken up, to live their lives. Who are you to say otherwise? And I think that's what Leo's doing in the movie. He's wait, living wait. living out his life in these dreams. So his body is somewhere and he's living out his life in these dreams permanently. Yes. He's We don't ever see him fully awake in reality. I don't think so. That's my read I, on it. So when he goes to see Michael Caine the first time, that's Michael Caine uh, or, seeing or him. There's another read on it is that that dream, that that the scene on the plane is him. That's the only time it's reality. That's him waking up from all of his dreams. That he's like you said, he's on the plane. They've all got gathered there to, you know, tell him to convince him to go home to see his family, and they've they've performed an inception on him on the plane it was it wasn't about breaking up the company that was complete so uh, Kill- complete lie it was these so are all Killian just people Murphy that were just brought in, in on it okay yeah. they're he okay so he gets on the he plane. has a speech about catharsis is a more powerful emotion that trumps negative emotion and i think that's what all this was about for leo it's about catharsis so he gets on the plane and it's reality all these people some of whom he doesn't particularly know, incept him on the plane ride. Why does he get on the plane ride in the first place? They're acting. They're pretending. They've to... convinced him to to get on the plane to go home under the idea that this Saito guy can make one phone call and clear all his charges, which so don't really exist. Rent out the uh, all the first class section of a plane 
to convince him so that they can sure and, yeah. and pretend that he's well, going that, on the or, or that's all part of the dream too i mean that like i said th- this is the first time i've watched this movie where my reading i think ultimately is that this is it's all it's all one dream i mean it's it's that that piece of it is the the highest level of the dream that we see the tr- the the train and the plane are that's leo's dream and what everything else <laughs> No, the automobile, like we said, it's it's the compound guy's dream. Okay, that's my uh, readout. Do you like? Do you, did you care? Does it matter to you? Do you uh, even want to follow I mean, that? That I, I don't really follow. I, I guess it could be true. Um, it, it makes as much sense about it as any interpretation you want to give. Again, it's it's once so you're dealing with we reality, are, can be fake. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say we argued one time that you thought this movie was more about like making movies or art. Do you still feel I, I that mean, way? That's to me this. I don't know that that's. I don't care whether that was in Nolan's head. That's what's interesting to me about this is the process of making a movie and trying to put ads as a filmmaker because this Inception concept is very similar to like, all right, I'm trying to express some ideas and plant them in people's head, but I can't do it too overtly because people reject it and think it's ham-fisted and lazy and obvious and they'll roll their eyes. I have to create enough of a logic where people can follow it, but I can't spend a ton of time on the details. In a movie, you don't know where everybody gets to point A to point B. You know, like how they get here, how they get there. If you watch Heat, you know, they jump from place to place. You aren't like, but I didn't see them travel. You know, you're just like, oh, they got there somehow. And you move on and you follow with the logic of the movie. And movies don't usually have an airtight, perfect logic that is unassailable. That's not how movies usually work. They have a little bit of play in the joints of their logic, of the narrative. Um, you have actors like Tom Hardy who have to convince you that they're these people feeling these emotions. They have to keep the ideas relatively simple because if you make it too complicated, people won't follow it or it won't plant. It's like, ah, oh, it's pretty vague and confusing and contradictory and weird. Um, that's the part of it that's interesting is that it's this difficult task to do that. So I don't know if that's what the movie's quote unquote about. That's what I see. And that's one of the things I like about it is I, I see that as a metaphor for making movies again i don't know that that was in christopher nolan's head i suspect it was a little bit but maybe not but that's the part that's interesting to me part about what is real what isn't real is like okay matrix already kind of talked about what is or is not real that time it was a simulation this time could be layers of dreams and you can't know you could never know the top thing i guess yeah it does isn't really a real bit of anything i, I did think about the matrix a lot this time watching it because like like you said i think a very similar kind of like idea like what's what which part of this is real and then you know can you go in the matrix in the matrix you know what i mean how many layers could you i mean they could have done the same idea you know um and and i don't i don't know if nolan took some of those ideas i know he'd been working on this script for like 10 years trying to get it made for a long time i don't know if he saw the matrix and was like oh shit i what, what if we did that with dreams Sure, I, but I mean, I, I view it as more straightforward. It's a difficult thing to do, um, and they've got to try to, you know, plant this idea in this guy's head. That's that's the part that's most interesting to me. I mean, almost none of the stuff with Leo and his grief and his guilt is interesting to me, really. It's a part of the movie that kind of works, but it doesn't jive with the other the the macro part. I I like this idea of like, okay, we've got to try to figure out. How do you convince somebody of something? How do you plant an idea in their head and make it seem like it's their idea? And they do all sorts of stuff. They start off, they try to arrest the guy and beat it out of him. And then they do the Mr. Was it Mr. Charles? Mr. Charles, where you tell him, tell him he's dreaming. Like you, right. you. this is like, you tell him it's a movie. Yeah. You're honest about it being a movie and you're, you're a little meta, but then you also get him on your side. Cause you both know now and you're kind of in on it. Um, and then in the end, we get to know his character a little bit, and we build those little pieces out and about. And then by the end, when he gets to the safe, we've created a little like three-act movie where, okay, his dad actually did love him and wanted him to be his own man when he opens the sees the pinwheel in the safe. Um, and that's the part that I think is super interesting. I mean, I wanted more of that. And Leo's personal motivation was just kind of annoying thing, like, oh, and we need elliot page to come in and see what's really going on 
because nobody else sees how bad it is and how you're endangering everybody else. But according to you, everybody else already knew about this. And literally everything is a very, very convoluted way to get him to accept the idea and face his own grief. Um, that's my reading on it, but that's fine. I, th- and that can be, I mean, get it's, it's totally valid. I, there's almost no interpretation that you could just reject wholesale. Isn't that movie. a sign of a great film? No, Eric, there's a, I promise you, there's a ton of movies with ambiguity in it that you would not like as much as this movie. You would be annoyed about how vague it is about what happens and how it ends. The, I don't think you that love is that an all aspect. I don't love it all the time. That's correct. There's a lot of movies that do that that I find frustrating. This movie, I think, does it super well. Correct. It's also, it's, it's, I it's think, the it's execution also, of this it, that works It's for also you. because it's so entertaining too. I mean, you can just all of this stuff that we're talking about. You can just shut your brain off and watch this cool shit happen because it's well, a super entertaining movie. Can we? talk the action a little bit um i i'm always kind of like i always remember nolan movies having better action than they actually do now i love the hotel sequence with the zero gravity that's awesome that's fantastic all that stuff is incredible but like the stuff and it's a cool setting it's like a james bond movie you mentioned james hardy with uh tom hardy with, with the james bond I love the setting of this like fortress on this snowy with them like snowmobiles and skiing and everything. I had a hard time tracking who was doing what when because there's a little the too uniforms. much flash cutting and yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of a lot of sharp edits. Yeah, and it just gets a little disoriented. And I don't love that sequence as much as I remember it. I like. The I way feel it looks. like the action was what they cut up. I almost said the action is the juice. I almost said it right there, but no, okay. the action is where they cut to like shorten the movie. I really felt like that, that that was like, you know, obviously I'm sure when he finished this movie, it was like five hours long. And so they got to cut it down to, I mean, it's still a long ass movie. Uh, I don't know. Was it like two and a half hours? Something like something that. Something like that. Give it it goes by fast. It goes by fast for a movie. Sure, that long, I, I mean, I I, once you turned it on, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I mean, it's, 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 but I feel like, like the dull. action scenes are where they really edited down the movie. Like even the car chase scene, which I think is, is cool. Like when they, you know, cause the, cause they get into the, it, like the whole inception sequence, like it starts where they they start the first dream, which, you know, I think we had indicated as the compound guy. It's his dream. And then they get attacked by these guns, these these guys with guns. They're like, well, what the hell? What's going on here? I didn't know there was going to be all this defense. And they didn't know that he had been trained to defend his brain while he's dreaming. And I think I just think that action sequence is really cool. And then a train just like busts through and crashes into him. In the middle of a yeah, street. Yeah, it feels like it goes good, but, great, and then the worst also, is the snow. There isn't a one. ton of action in this movie, too. So it's I, I definitely would not call it an action movie. But the visuals, like, I think you're underselling the, the when uh, Elliot Page and Leo have their discussion, which I think is super cool, where she's, like, drawing a maze, and he's like, do it, do it in two minutes. But then when she starts to realize how she can change the physics in the dream, the way the world kind of rises up and crashes on top of itself is one of the coolest visuals I've seen in a movie. Oh, there's tons of it visually and, looks great. I mean, he you did have it, bad he, action, but it looks good. He did it all, almost all of it practically with like in camera stuff. And, and you can tell it doesn't, this movie doesn't like, that, I think that's why it does it. You watch it today and you're like, how is this movie over 10 years old? Because it doesn't have like a bunch of terrible CGI in it. That's true. It's not, <laughs> he, he uses it very sparingly. Um, it's like that scene where reality flips on itself and like the mirror that Elliot Page like yeah. does the infinite mirror thing and probably a couple other sequences, but it's it's great. Well, it, like the bridge raises up when they're walking up to it. There's just and Leo's face like, how is she doing this shit? Like, what is going on here? I didn't even know that was possible. But the stuff like with like the optical illusion, that's like a filmmaker, right? I mean, a film camera shot in a very like isolated way. But they give you the illusion of a broad, wide world where anything could be happening, and we just happen to be focusing on this one character. I mean, that's where I think I, I, you, the limits of your imagination, you know, is kind of, uh, I think, maybe a little bit what you're touching on. Well, I just also mean from a filmmaker standpoint, like sure. you, you have to make it look like a, you know, a big, huge reality, but you have very practical limits on what you can do. A dream can't be infinitely big. You have to have boundaries, but these are tricks you can use to make it look a lot bigger. The infinite scare staircase, which comes back with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and that sequence where he's being chased by a guard, it's great. 
Um, but yeah, they no, built I, they built an entire set that spun on its side, like to yeah, like a gimbal or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's it is no, it looks great. I zero qualms with how this movie looks at all about anything. Um, and my qualms are relatively minor, I think. I you know I don't. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. Great. I don't think it's not like Mad Max Fury Road where the action is again. I want to say the action is the juice, but well, where the the action is like what you're signed up to watch is like a, a big part s- of it in that movie. There's a lot of reasons. So be careful, I'm going to start talking about Mad Max Fury Road and how much I love it. It's not in my top five, but I love that movie immensely. Um, but yes, it's not even John Wick when it comes to action. I mean, John Wick movies I don't think are as good as this one. Chill out, but I, think I the do love. I John do Wick love is the, better. the first scene where Leo is breaking into the safe where it's like the Japanese kind of decor and he's like shooting the guy and catching the rounds to not let it hit the ground, you know, and he's like sliding on the ground. That to me feels like a James Bond movie where he, he's like climbing out the window, you know, he's got a cool suit on and just, yeah, this is as close as we're ever getting to a G- uh, Christopher Nolan Bond movie. I think yeah, I mean, this is, this yeah. is it. I don't think he's ever going to direct well, one. Tenet, Tenet does a little bit of that. It, it spins in a bit it of that. Some similarities. As, yeah. Sure. But this, but, I mean, there's just so many sequences I, that feel Tenet, very James think, Bondy to me. Tenet, I think, has better action, like just straight action sequences. But sure, and no, that, don't get me started. I mean, like, I'll start talking about Tenet. I know you. I know you will. We'll talk, you'll talk about any <laughs> any Christopher Nolan movie. Start talking about Insomnia if you want. Um, his worst movie, I think. But um, yeah, that's I, fair. No, it's it's you know I I used, I tend to view the plot more straightforward. Um, He's an extractor. Uh, his wife killed herself because he planted the idea. Um, and then this is a way out and he can, you know, get back. I mean, it's weird how he just leaves. I mean, is that his lawyer offering him plane tickets? That's another question I have. I think so. Yeah. That seems pretty dubious, pretty unethical lawyer behavior, but you know, I don't think you're supposed to like help your client flee the country, but Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, was there a trial? Was he charged with murder and tried in court, or was he just charged? Uh, yeah, I don't ever... think he was going to be indicted. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it was. The legal part of that's fuzzy. Um, another question, sorry, but I, I, I... So they start in the dream with Cillian Murphy on the plane. Uh, and I get the, how time it works. Like, they're going to be... It's going to be like an hour of time in the real world, real world in quotes, seven a week a week in the first layer like months and then years in, in the right? like, like that yeah and it turns out he's got the militarized mind so if it's somebody else's dream why this is I, I don't i don't get why his defenses matter in somebody else's dream i don't quite understand that um because it's like your subconscious that's what why why mal shows up when leo's in the dream because He's not the dreamer, right? Because I think that's what he when he's explaining it to Elliot Page. They're not after him because it's not his dream, but it's but, his. But it's his subconsciousness, right? But other people's minds aren't populating the world and attacking. I don't get that. Like when Leo and Elliot Page, she's giving Elliot the tutorial. Um. Leo's mind starts to attack Elliot yeah, Page because and Elliot changes it to They're all dreaming. They're all they are all asleep and they all but, are dreaming, but it's not their dream. But it's the other guy's the compound guy's dream, right? Right. His, so wouldn't it be his people that would be attacking? No. Are his people non existent? He does well, I guess he doesn't have the defenses. I don't I don't know if it's explained that well, but Killian Murphy. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. That's not even my real question, Eric. This is just I keep I'm gonna keep thinking of more questions as we get it. So it turns out he's militarized. They get to the warehouse, they're like boxed in by a bunch of security personnel. And Ken Watanabe Saito shot. is shot. And Tom Hardy's gonna like shoot him in the head. He's like, he's in pain. Yeah. Let me shoot. He's like, no, you can't do it because he's heavily sedated, so he'll die in the real world. Like, well shit. No, his uh, his brain will go into limbo. Oh, go into limbo. Okay. Yeah. Basically, he'd be in a sedated. coma. Yeah. So, and they can't wait it out because it's a full week, and they they get shot eventually. They could couldn't hold They'd out all for die. a full week. Yeah. So why why when they go further and further into the dream and finally plant the idea in the guy's subconscious or third layer or whatever, why does that let them leave the dream? Because then they kick their way out. They wake all wake themselves up. 
why couldn't they kick their way out and just say we're not going to try because we don't want to end up as vegetables? Um, because the, they hadn't timed it yet. The the it the the final kick on the plane with the music was set to happen, and so there was no way to wake themselves up. Right. So they end up back in the first layer, the first dream layer. How do they get out of that first dream layer? The the crash from the the car crashing into the water. So why couldn't they just kick themselves from the beginning? Why couldn't they all load up? That's what they do. They load up in the car and they drive to the to the bridge. But they come so we don't ever see them get kicked out. So we see them get to that's the first layer of the dream. We see them wake up and get out of the water. Um, you were talking the very end. Now you're talking the very end. But we don't ever see them wake up on the plane. Correct. How do they get from we're on the first layer, we're in the first level of dream, where we have to wait a week of like dream time. The mute, the music, or or the sedation wears off. I think is what you're led to believe. But they said the sedation wouldn't wear off for a week. That's why they have to wait the week to begin with. That's why they can't just leave and bail. I don't think like. That- they, they can't just leave. They can't just wait for this. Even though it's an hour of real time, they say it'd take a week. We can't last a week. So why don't, why wouldn't they just be able to say, I want to leave. I'm done. So just like, just to follow it out. So the movie ends where they crash in the water, but they don't wake up. You're right. And so they have to swim out. Leo's still in limbo in the van. Leo and Ken Watanabe, and Ken are, still Watanabe are still in the limbo. They all swim out. And we don't see what happens after that, right? Right. I think we, you're le- led to believe that Leo then dies in that dream, and then they wake up. Leo and Ken wants they drown, and then they wake up. And then the other ones, I guess, I, there's some other trigger that wakes them up. Uh, maybe they but all. But then why can't they kill themselves? Then if they kill themselves, won't they go into limbo and become vegetables? <sighs> I think because it's all worn off at that, the the sedation's worn off. But they have to wait a week before the sedation wears off. That's in that dream they have to wait a week. In the first one, they have to wait a week. No, the on the plane, no, on the plane it's just the ride from wherever they are to, Lo- to Los Angeles to Australia or something like that. Isn't that where they are? It's something to Los Angeles. They're yeah. like in, in the UK or Paris or something. I there's somewhere in Europe going to Los Angeles or maybe it's Asia to Los Angeles. They're ending in Los Angeles, but initially they can't wake up. It's literally they say it's a week of time. They say we have to wait a week. It's not an hour. They could hold out for an hour and wake up in the dream time. They have a week of dream time to wait for the sedation to wear off. And then he says, this he being Leo says, hey, the only way to do this. Do you no, that's out? not right. That's not right. It's not. Then a why week. can't they just get out? Well, then why can't they just get out? So you're saying when they're trapped by the armed guards in the first dream, why, why can't Tom Hardy just kill Saito and they all kill themselves and wake up? Yeah, why can't well or or give themselves a kick? Because or then they'll go into limbo. But what changes in the end? Why won't they go into limbo in the end? Well, they 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 do. Leo and Ken Watanabe do go into limbo. But they don't. St- their brains aren't permanently scrambled, right? We're not talking about just visiting limbo for a little bit. It very much because, sounds like because they 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 kick themselves. They go deep enough and kick themselves back out. I think so I first- think it negates the whole idea that like you can't die in that dream. They fix that. How? By fi- by going into more dreams, going to limbo, and f- and coming back. Because that's what she, that, uh, Elliot Page something says about we'll, we'll hit the kick and we'll ride it all the way out. I don't know if it's fully explained in that way. I guess I, I'd have to watch it again and really track Cause, that cause last sequence. Because literally he says we can't hold out a week. Why would they need to wait? I a think week? you're hung up on the week thing. I don't I don't know if that's correct. Well, then why can't they just wait and say we're just going to wait until we can get kicked out back to reality instead of trying to go further and further into a dream against a militarized consciousness? Um, because then then they have more time. I think is the idea to to work with. Uh, Killian Murphy to plant the idea in his head. They didn't have enough time then. They thought they'd have a week, but since all of these people are attacking them, they don't have a week. They had minutes. So the only way they can get more time is by going further into other people's dreams. And and the reason why they can't just because I think you're saying like why don't they just call it quits right then? Didn't work. Let's all kill ourselves and jump out. I think the argument there is like we can't because we go into limbo. So 
by going further into each other's dreams, they have more time to work with Killian Murphy to convince him to do the thing they wanted him to do in the first place. And then they can ride the kicks all the way back up to wake themselves up per the plan originally. Because the original plan was they go into that first dream. They incept him to break up his company. They crash the plane when the music or crash the car when the music starts and they all wake up by that kick. That was the original plan. And it sort of worked. They were just several other dreams deeper than that. But what they didn't know is in that first dream, if they died, then they, their brains would be scrambled and they'd go to limbo. But right. So I think what you're saying is eventually they get a last kick when the sedation wears off and they wake up on the plane. Yes, but you're, you're hundred percent correct. When the movie ends, they don't explain how they get from the shore of the water back woken up on the plane. There's no explanation there. And I don't know if that's a plot hole or if it's intentional or what. Well, okay. Yeah. I don't think I'm wrong about it being a week um, in that first layer. Given Maybe they the did wait it out in there and, but you don't see Le- that's see, that's what leads me to believe you, that because you don't see Leo wake up from that. Well, yeah, we don't see Ken Watanabe wake up, and I don't understand how any of that helped Ken Watanabe. I don't understand how, like, if you die in layers one, two, and three, but then you can get kicked back awake. I, I don't quite understand the logic of that, but somehow that works. That's that's die. what leads me to believe that he Leo's the one stuck in limbo, and the whole point was to get him to get to limbo to bring him back. So they all faked all their deaths and all the scenarios to create a reason to go to his subconscious. Yes. Um, uh, maybe. I, I guess the only explanation that makes sense to me, because I, I don't think I'm wrong about the weak thing. I think that's exactly what Leo says when they're, they're like, our brains will get scrambled if we kill ourselves to knock ourselves out and we'll be permanently stuck in limbo. We'll be a vegetable the rest of our lives. So we can't do that. But we also can't just sit and wait an hour um, for the drugs to wear off in reality and then be done and just ban ship. I don't think they can do that. I think Leo does say, you know, with where this is at and the time difference, we have we have literally a week uh, of time to wait, and we can't hold out for a week. We would get murdered by these guys surrounding the warehouse. Um, when they get back to that first layer, eventually, the only explanation that makes sense to me is that they now have Killian Murphy on their side, and the consciousness isn't militarized, is, is just letting them exist, and they just wait another week of dream time before they come back to reality um it's the only explanation that makes any sense but i mean i assume they get it also kick. doesn't I, make sense why the kick didn't work when they hit the water why they didn't wake up oh yeah i thought that like the inner ear is still working yeah. that that would have been enough to kick you right there it, it worked like, on the on the elevator with the tom beer with um joseph gordon lever that that stuff worked to wake them up into that dream why wouldn't the hitting the water wake them up right I, I agree. Because like that I was, oh, the, that's the fall. The fall hasn't woken us up, but it'll wake us up when we hit the water. And they hit the water, and it doesn't wake him up. Like that's also yeah. And he does that crazy flip where he's running from the people, and he like turns to look back. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Like that spin would have probably been enough to jerk you awake with your inner ear yeah. still working. But well, it's fine. These are all beside the point. These are just yeah. questions I had that like what do you think serious problems they annoyed me I, I, but i've heard i've heard criticism of the score the hans zimmer the dun dun do you like it i i absolutely love it i think it's incredible i think it did change how scores were made because every other score tough, sounds like there's this. been a lot of droney droney scores um in the wake of inception I, I probably liked it better in the past i think it's fine i don't have a strong opinion i don't remember it as, as one of the all-time great scores it's not like iconic to me in some deep way but, but, it, wasn't but a it did change like trailers like movie trailers are just like dong like because of this movie and yes boom. Yeah. yeah pacific rim yeah giant space monsters round yeah. round uh, murdering uh, us other things so like i think some of your criticisms are valid you're not the only person to to criticize this but i think would it, wouldn't a sequel to this movie where you you get rid of some of that stuff that you didn't like and focus more on the dreams and stealing dream ideas, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Like it's almost a shame that we never got an Inception two. I guess. Right? No. I, I mean, I would I would watch it. I if if I'm making a wish list of movies, Inception two is not super high on the list. Okay. But 
if Christopher Nolan's making a movie, I'll watch it, and I would watch Inception 2, and I'd really enjoy it, and it'd probably be really good. But... I think of all his movies, this would be the one I think he could do a really cool sequel. Not Dark Knight? Well, he did it. I mean, sure. So he already did, did one really great yeah. sequel. Um, well, he did the Dark Knight Rises too, and that wasn't was, as good. Sure, wasn't as good. Sure. Well, I know okay. Heath Ledger's dead, so you can't do that. But but I don't, I don't I don't think he has new ideas for an Inception sequel, or maybe he does, and he's just pocketing them. But I he made Inception because I think he he liked the idea. Oh yeah. Well, but like I don't I don't, think... don't want to see an Interstellar two. Or Dunkirk no. 2, you know, never. Well, in Dunkirk t- 2 would be very yeah. bizarre. That's a real military event that happened. If you, like, sure. create another... Well, you could take another they battle. they got to get out of Dunkirk again. You could take another battle from World War II. And- a time travel back to Dunkirk, this time with aliens. No, I, I, I don't know. It's fine. I, again, I'd watch it, but I, I'm not, like, jazzed for it. I don't think I'd like it as much as you, but that's fine. The other question it- I had, do you, do you dream... Do you remember your dreams? Do you have dreams that you most of the most of the time I don't, but occasionally, like on the rare mornings where I get to like sleep in or something, that's usually where I'll remember them. Where like it's eight o'clock and oh, like somebody else is watching my kids, I can actually go back to sleep for a couple hours. That's when I'll have dreams. When, when you have those dreams, do you feel in control of like what you can do? Because I've never I've never had a dream where I felt like I could have any I've had, say. Like, three lucid dreams in my life that i can recall uh in two of them i could fly like i could will myself to fly that's a pretty rad and dream. one i could like hold my hand up and make things explode whoa all the times i can recall that happening it was those really pretty cool, cool dreams really fun when that happens but uh that's it okay um, but otherwise no it's you know it's like oh here's some scenario i used to have a lot of you know i was a bus driver in college so i used to have anxieties about not being able to apply the brakes you know the brakes That's not working all, all the dreams i have are anxieties about like things that 20 years ago happened to me right like what why am i i remember like i would have two a day football dreams or nightmares i guess but like where i'm back like playing two a day at football and i'd have these in my 30s and it's like this has been 20 years i still since. have school like yeah. test dreams Those oh i've happen. had test dreams where i i'm in class and i forgot like i'm like what I didn't do anything. I don't remember what's on the test. Yeah. I don't have enough credits to graduate. Like, oh, I didn't take enough Dude, credits. I, I I have fucking had that same dream where it's like, oh, oh wait, I don't get my diploma. I don't, I don't get my. It. I don't have my credits. I did. I oh, I didn't take this one course or whatever. I have had that exact. How did I mess math up on this? Right? Yes. Like, I'm I've like literally exact like three thing. credits short. It's like oh, I have to go back for one more semester. What the fuck? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have those, but it's not often. Um, you know, nothing, nothing cool. I'm not an international have you ever, spy gone inside a dream in your dream so like where you're taking the test have you ever thought oh what if i fall asleep in my dream then i, I can have maybe a... i've had a dream within a dream maybe once where Whoa. like i woke up maybe once maybe i've I mean, never this had that day. like i woke up and I, but it wasn't very exciting i don't know it wasn't anything cool I'm not uh well i love this movie i love it i love inception it's you know a perfect film in my in my opinion do you do you have you want to give your rating on it Sure, it's not perfect for me. And this is one where, you know, probably, and we've talked about Nolan before, emotion. He just, it just doesn't land super well. Even with these great actors, uh, it just, to me, it screeches. When the movie's talking about ideas and thoughts and it's moving forward, that's exciting. When it's delving in the genre conventions, when it's spending time with Leo and his dead wife, it's it slows down for me and i'm really not interested so much in it it's i view it as kind of a distraction for the main movie um the logic gets a little wonky but that doesn't really bother me i just you know if you're going to do something this weird it's going to beg a lot of questions that's just how it's going to be when you make a movie like this so for me i you know probably it's kind of between a four and a four and a half i guess i'll give it four and a half but i don't love it this movie probably falls a little bit on my Christopher Nolan ranking, you know, a, a little bit. It's probably not in the top three. I don't know. It used to be. Maybe it is. Still, maybe not. Um, I don't love it as much. Okay. Yeah. It's it's five for me. It's I know flawless. I I really love this movie. I really I, I, do. I, yeah. I'm not gonna. I I would be shocked if you get to this. Is my second favorite movie of all Two time. Two stars. Three and a half stars. Yeah. Like oh okay, that's weird. Um, 
No, I mean this. It's like a foundational movie for me. I mean, sure. in terms of like what I want out of out of I, movies. I, I get it. I totally, I totally get it. Uh, it's a movie I I always think of you. Like I, even when I was watching it, because you know I've had such in depth conversations about this movie, and it's a movie you love so emphatically. It's it's impossible for me to not think of Christopher Nolan in general, but especially Inception. Just like oh, this is this is this is exactly Eric's jam. It's, I, I think if if it had if it wasn't like such a big monster hit, I think people would think of it more fondly. But it was like a gigantic movie, you know, like the fifth highest grossing movie of the year. Or whatever. No, it's a like, blockbuster with some yeah. really interesting ideas at a minimum. I'm not being conservative uh, about the praise. I mean, it's 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 really good. I you know I I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know. I, I love Memento more. I, you know, I think I like The Dark Knight more. Um, and I don't know. I'd have to keep going down the list. Dunkirk um, two, the sequel. I like to Dunkirk. Dunkirk more. I think. I think I like Dunkirk more than this. Um, yeah, I don't need Dun- Dunkirker, the sequel <laughs> to Dunkirk. Do Dunkirk two Furious? They really need to retreat this time. Um, you know, Interstellar's like a half of a great movie, and then a half of a one that's just kind of eh. Um. So I don't know. Memento might might be my excited favorite for for Oppenheimer. Of course, yep. sure. Killian Murphy, like everybody's Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. Like everybody you could think of is in it. And yeah. it's Nolan. Looking forward to it. No, absolutely, of course. It'll be great. Um, why don't you get us started on your five degrees? A lot of choices here. Yeah, I'll go quick. Uh, Inception, I have Ken Watanabe. I think he's really good in this movie. I really like oh, him. He's, he's great in, in everything. Film, he's fantastic in every movie I've ever seen. Where he's great. like, we'd have to buy out the whole first class. I bought the airline. Like, on, on a side note, love- assuming it's not all just a dream, he's the biggest rival of like Killian Murphy's energy company, and he wants that company to break apart. Is his company just become the big evil entity? Did like they just create a monopoly that Ken Watanabe's in charge of? Yeah, does he theoretically just buy up all these individual conglomerates? And then just and, become massive, yeah. and he becomes the biggest one that has a chokehold? Anyway, I just, I had that thought, be. like, oh, is this horrific? Well, he wanted to prevent a monopoly. That's what does he that said. He wants a monopoly himself, yeah. Oh. Like, sure. Would some evil corporate person say that, well, and then control it, I a mean, monopoly? Also, any sort of head of an energy conglomerate, probably not the greatest human being on the on the planet. No, maybe. I'm sure not. Um Anyway, yes, Ken Watanabe. He's in he's a lot very of good. stuff. Uh, old man oh. waiting to die alone, filled with regret. Like, that shit's great. Sure. Uh, he's also, he does a voice in Isle of the Dogs. You like that movie, right? Oh, sure. It's it, sure. It's it's a really fun Wes Anderson movie. Sure. Jeff Goldblum's is in that. He's in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Dominion or whatever the most recent one is with Sam Neill. Sam Neill's in Hunt for Red October with James Earl Jones, who's in Field Dreams. All right. So I went with... Uh, Guy named Tom Berenger, who plays like the, uh, I don't know, is he the evil guy's brother? No, he's he's. Just, I think his lawyer. Friend? He's a lawyer. Okay. He's um yeah, Killian Murphy's dad's lawyer. Got it. But he seems to have Mr. A sort Browning. Of Browning. So, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he calls him uncle. He calls. Yeah. Uh, Cillian Murphy calls him uncle. Right. But he's not. <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to be his actual uncle. Okay. Well. Um. So Tom Berenger is in a, a movie called. Uh, I actually well, th- not to sorry to interrupt you. Fine. The scene where uh, this cracked me up for some reason. The scene where Tom Hardy he's like he tries to forge his way to becoming a confidant with Tom Berenger, and he's like, "You'll need you'll need the right credentials or right recommendations." He's like recommendations are somewhat of a specialty for me, and then we just cut to him being like in the room. With Tom Berenger, who's discussing like litigation strategy right next to where the guy is yeah. sick. It's just like so ridiculous. And he opens the door and doesn't close and it. And he's yeah. just sitting there looking at him, oh, taking notes. Like, oh, look at I see the picture on the, you know. But like he just, it's, it's some fake resume gets him in this room. But <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. But It was. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, let's see, that's movie logic. You're like, okay. That's not airtight. Like, I'll just go with it. Did he have to it. interview to get the job and just <laughs> he had some fake resume? Like. No, yeah, that didn't make any sense, but whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I'll go with your your dream logic here, Christopher Nolan. Okay, so yeah, Tom Berenger, he's in a movie called Platoon. Um, I don't know if you've seen Platoon I ever. Have, yeah, I have. That's so, pretty good. A fella called Charlie Sheen, 
Tiger Blood himself um, is in that movie. Um, Charlie Sheen is in a movie called Major League, also so, with Tom Berenger. So I was going to say, so it's Tom Berenger, yeah. Um, and then there's a, a gal named Renee Russo in that movie who's in Tin Cup with Kevin Costner, who's in Field of Dreams. So All right. Well, but also just doing Major League 2 to Major League 1. You could do the same thing. Sure. Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen are in, in those those three movies together. Yeah. Well, we let's close the book on Inception. Now we get to reveal what your number three favorite movie of all time is. So, all right. So I, clues? I don't really have clues prepared. We're gonna try this. I'll do. I'm gonna do first, Eric. I want to see if you can guess it without any clues. I'm thinking of a movie. What do you think it is? And I'll give you the year if you don't. If you don't get it off of one guess, I'll give you the year, and then you'll for sure get it. But uh, I, I'm thinking you're going some Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Okay. So uh, there will be blood. You got it. Yep. See, I didn't have to really? give a clue. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not very good with the clues. I just don't do enough research, and I don't know how to be opaque about it. Um, so yes, we're gonna do there will be blood, and that's gonna be uh, movie number three. A little PTA time. Yeah. I mean, I, not to spoil it, but I, I fucking love this movie. It's so good. I'm shocked. So I, I'm actually a little shocked. I, I know you love this movie that we've talked about it many times, but that it's this high on your list. I thought for sure you'd have other movies higher than it. And that it's, it's PTA's top movie. I wouldn't list. spend a ton of time fretting about the, okay. the order. Like I, again, I, I flirted with not even having this movie on my list at all. Sure. Like, yeah, literally, I mean, if you'd asked me five days ago, this movie probably wouldn't have been my pick. Um, Literally, I, I'm I'm oscillating between. Well, three did, also, right did now. you feel like watching it again too? That's you know, for me, that was part of it too. Like in picking these movies. Like, oh sure. Well, then I have a movie that I love, but I've only actually seen it once, and I'm like, uh, well, maybe before I put it in a top five list, should I probably watch it? Maybe. So I mean, I, I've got a lot going through my head, but so it's it's. I wouldn't th- that it's three is not necessarily definitive, like at all. Like it could be six or five or two or whatever. I mean, it's like anyway. It's number three for the purposes of this list. So we're going to watch There Will Be Blood and talk about it. All uh, right. Very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, you will agree. Ah, Can't wait. It's all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a sweet dreams, everyone. Sweet dreams. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.